0: Uh, since we have ed nail here chairman of the coalition in new hampshire taxpayers and one of this state's foremost experts on the right to know law i wouldn't want to i wouldn't want to mess with ed when it came to the right to know law i've decided that i will uh, at least start the discussion Um, about uh, the news item we have this morning, which I'm sure is going to have people at the uh, Manchester School Board howling that I even mentioned it. Um, But as you know, I was the victim of a baseless uh, series of charges by Ward 11 School Board member Kate DeRozier, who accused me of potential criminality on a felony scale because I unknowingly recorded... um, Hold on a second. Because I unknowingly recorded... Is that any better? Bingo. There you go. Unknowingly, uh, unknown to, unbeknownst to the school board members, uh, recorded a non-public session of a meeting, which I was asked to take minutes of because our clerk was not there. So the lawyer has spoken, and it's exactly as I told you it would be. I did nothing wrong. But they sent the letter uh, under confidential cover because of attorney-client privilege. Uh, And what I did was immediately demand the letter's release and asked the mayor to conduct a poll of the board to approve its release. Uh, There were actually two legal matters addressed in the letter. I can't address at all the uh, first one, uh, the the one that's not mine. But I can and I will address the one that is relevant to me because in public session, the last time we had this kind of uh, report, which dealt with Nancy Tessier's breach of confidentiality from, ironically, the same meeting that I was asked to clerk. They're all worried that I might leak the information, but they're completely ignoring the fact that somebody did leak information from that meeting. Illegally. Which, by the way, is now shown up in letters to the editor on on the pages of the union leader from known associates and friends of Nancy Tessier. So, (laughs) yeah, folks, you can't make this stuff up. So um, she asked, she being... Um, uh, she being uh, what's her name there DeRosier whether or not I was guilty of a class B felony or a misdemeanor for wiretapping because I recorded without their knowledge or consent Really? After being asked yeah. to take the right. minutes. After being asked to take the minutes. <clears throat> oh, yeah, that's wiretapping. Yeah, with, right. <laughs> with the claim and, uh, and whether or not I violated the right to no law because oh, I recorded it. She said that the right to no law did not allow the recording of personnel matters. Uh, wrong. And as the attorney points out in the letter, so uh, as the attorney points out in the letter, many, uh, many, many governing bodies actually audio record their non-public sessions. I no, bet the state does. Uh, yeah, so it's not a violation of the law. And then she had this, did I violate the right to know law by recording it as a school board member and as a member of the media? So, and and in her public comments, she well, he's a member. He has a radio show. He could be, pla-. and I said, really, if I had any malintent with this, uh, how stupid would I have to be to release information that I recorded? So when this last uh, investigation of Nancy Tester got brought to the board, which was, you know, uh, sometime in, Uh, I think it was September 25th, might've been the October meeting. I don't remember which, um, the attorney said, well, the board had to vote to release the findings of his investigation because it was contained in a legal opinion and he could not waive attorney client privilege. And that the courts have ruled that attorney client privilege, um, Uh, applies to such communications. And I said, oh, no, it doesn't. The right to know law does not allow the protection. Anyway, Ed Nail brought in letters or uh, court cases cases, where attorney-client privilege was specifically addressed in the Supreme Court of this state said, no, that's wrong. Um, But he said we could summarize, that I could speak about what his findings were, and I could summarize uh, the findings, just that they couldn't be released in their specific detail because it constituted, quote, legal advice. So I'm going to play that game. I'm not going to read you the letter because the board is two votes away, and I have not voted in the poll yet myself because I'm still trying to sort through in my own mind whether or not I have a conflict of interest here under the Manchester City Charter, which I believe I may because it's a matter in which I have a personal interest, but the reason why I would vote, despite having that personal interest, is in the interest of public disclosure after having been defamed by bogus charges. Uh, that uh, Kate DeRosier brought up, and I believe, as you know, in the interest of full disclosure, and I voted to disclose the findings on Nancy Tessier. So if vote number seven comes, there are six votes in favor right now, Gatsis, uh, uh, rather than try to do it off the top of my head. Let's see what I've written. Six out of how many? Six out of 15. Six out of 15. So there are six yeas, four nays, and five not voting, including me. So I can pretty much guess where some of those votes are going to go. Bergeron won't answer the poll because he almost never does. Um, Mary Georges will probably vote to release it in Ward 3. Van Houten? Well, (laughs) enough said there. She'll want to keep my vindication secret. And then Erica Connors, who abstained on the vote to send it after this great big speech about how we need to be spending our time about kids and not, you know, attacking each other. She then abstained on the vote. I don't know what she'll do, but um, who knows? But uh, Ambrosie in Ward 1, Tessier, um, DeRozier, and who was the other one? There were four. I got to find it. See, when I write it down, I get to forget. (laughs) Oh, Leslie Watt in Ward 4 have voted against disclosing or releasing the information that would prove it was a bunch of bogus charges. So, what are the charges? All right. So, did the... Bo- <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm shocked that the Manchester School Board would even know what a conflict of interest is. <laughs> well, if they don't like the person, they would oh, certainly... Oh, then it's a conflict right. of interest. No, right. It's like right. domicile. Okay. It's I like know. domicile. It. Exactly. So... Yeah, cherish. <laughs> For willfully recording. So the lawyer basically said, look, there was no willful violation of the law here. He was was asked to clerk the meeting. It was dutiful with the purpose. And let's not forget, (laughs) DeRosier knew this when she made the complaint because it was the clerk who apparently, you know, is a blabbermouth. But (laughs) sorry. And I know I'm going to take some heat for that. But, you know, the conversations that people have, there is such a lack of discretion DeRozier makes a personal call to her while she's working to inquire about her honeymoon and her workload. And in response to the question of the workload, she says, oh, well, with the exception of the non-public minutes on September 11th, I'm done. I'm just waiting for Committeeman Gerard to bring me the recording so I can do the minutes. That's the gotcha. She knew why I recorded the meeting. If I were trying to do something underhanded, why would I tell the clerk I had a recording of the meeting? So this was all manufactured and the and the, and the attorney's like uh yeah no there is no violation of the and by the way I had my my cell phone in plain sight whether the people saw it or not they said look if he were trying to hide it he wouldn't have put it where he put it yeah whether you saw it or not uh so he cleared me of the felony and misdemeanor charges and on the right to no law he's like yeah no <laughs> there's nothing here (laughs) like it is not a violation he said basically it's not a violation to record it it's a violation to release it it's a violation to leak it and there is no evidence whatsoever that committee member gerard has done anything improper with the information that he recorded and that the evidence is he gave it to the clerk and deleted it from his phone so he got that right yeah Ah. hello such a complicated issue So the question becomes, you know, I just might at the next meeting make a motion to have the uh, eight people who voted to have this uh, uh, formally investigated pay the lawyer. Because you know what? What this letter says is identical to what the verbal opinion that committee member Beaudry, vice chairman of the board, got when it raised. And he raised it twice with them. The first time it was on the general concern, and then the second time was after DeRosier sent her letter with her five demands, her five questions. And he told the board. And that oh, well, there's a double standard. You had a written opinion on the other one, not one on him. Well, that's because the lawyer said there was something uh, of substance to the first one, and there was nothing of substance to the second one. So why would I spend the board's money, the district's money, on something that didn't exist? He he followed the exact same process, and he got two different outcomes because shock and awe. There were two different cases. Meanwhile, people worried about what I might do with information, which, by the way, wasn't usable anyway. The only one – you could hear three people on the – really on the recording because – Yeah, those phones don't record very well. No, they don't, and the sound system in the room was off. So anybody, anybody who was more than two seats away, they sounded like they were talking through a tin can from one coast to the other along a piece of string. You really couldn't hear it. So even if you could, okay, you really think I'm going to take audio clips of a non-public meeting and play them on my radio show so I can be prosecuted for violations of the law? (laughs) I mean, are these people that stupid naturally, or do they take pills? This is Gerard at Large.